0: So our last chapter, chapter 18, uh, takes us back a little bit from the previous one, sort of going to the edge of the universe and the beginning of the universe and all these curved spaces and things kind of get your mind, give you a headache sometimes, you know, trying to wrap your head around these curved universes and trying to look out this way, it's very difficult. So here we're coming back a little bit closer to home and talking about the possibilities of life in the universe. And I'm going to do kind of the introduction for this today. A couple, start with a couple of things and then pick up on it and finish, this up, uh, tomo- finish it up tomorrow. So for life in the universe, we're first of all going to look at cosmic evolution. We've talked about a lot of cosmic evolution. We talked about formation of atoms in the universe, early universe. We talked about formation of galaxies and clusters and stars and planets. But we haven't talked about things coming down beyond that closer in, in terms of uh, chemical effects and biological effects that we have not yet begun to talk about. So we're going to look at some of that, the first section. Then we'll start looking at you know, what are the possibilities for life in the solar system or in the galaxy? So what are the possibilities that life does exist out there elsewhere in the solar system? Certainly in the solar system we can say there's no other major civilization of intelligent life. Could there be some kind of, you know, bacterial life? Microbes, you know, single celled organisms, someplace, there are some possibilities for that. Mars is actually a good possibility. We looked at our picture of the day and saw the rover on Mars. So it's a good possibility that, you know, perhaps there is some kind of life on Mars. We haven't detected anything conclusive yet. There are other places out in the solar system further out. Titan around Saturn, its large moon, has a great atmosphere and could have perhaps have some kind of, you know, small forms of life. Uh, Europa, the moon around Jupiter has a liquid ocean beneath its surface. Ice crust, but it's got a liquid water ocean beneath its surface. So you know there's another possibility where some kind of life could have formed. Difficulties is, is that all of the, a lot of that is much colder than we tend to normally think of for life. And then finally I'll end up with tomorrow is talking about the search for extraterrestrial intelligence and how do we go about looking for some of that. So first of all, let's go through, go through 18.1 here. Um, if we want to look for life otherwise in the univ- elsewhere in the universe, we really have to define what what do we mean by life? So, not necessarily an easy definition, you know, what is something that's living as compared to something that's not? Especially it gets more difficult if we want to allow for things that maybe don't appear on earth, you know. We talk about, you know, science fiction does, you know, can you have life based on silicon. Why do they do silicon? Well, our life is based on carbon. And carbon is right here in the periodic table. makes very long chains of molecules. Silicon is right below it. If you studied chemistry, the the elements in the same column have very similar chemical properties. So silicon would be the next best element after carbon to be able to base, to be able to form some kind of chains on. Now we don't get silicon-based life on Earth. Could it occur someplace else? Might be. Not something I can really tell you, give you an answer to. It's difficult. Silicon isn't as good at forming those long chains as carbon is, but it can certainly can form some. So there's certainly a possibility. Is that something we want to take into account when we're trying to think about, you know, what is the possibility of life? Do we want to limit ourselves by saying we have to have a certain temperature, we have to have liquid water, right? Earth, every, all life on Earth needs liquid water. Life on Earth needs at least a reasonable range of temperatures. Life on Earth needs, you know, certain components of the atmosphere. So, you know, do we want to include that? If we limit ourselves to that, then we limit ourselves very greatly as to where around a, a star, a, a planet with life could form. Could other types of life form? A good question. Can't answer it until we find one, right? It's always going to be an unknown until we actually find some other form of life. I mean, we're never going to be able to rule it out. You can't say that it's going to be absolutely impossible to form silicon based life. You can say, yes, it is if you find it someplace, but you're never going to be able to rule it off because, well, maybe there's someplace else. Maybe there's someplace else. The more places you explore and don't find it, the less likely it becomes. But you can never really rule it out until you've checked everywhere what size of our universe, when is that going to be? Never, right? So what do we want to do? What kind kind of things should a life form be able to do? Should some kind of living uh, creature be able to do? Um, And some of the things here are the ability to react to an environment. So actually reacting to an environment, not just, you know, standing there, a building just stands there, doesn't really react to the environment. Whereas a, a tree or a, you know, a tree or a person will actually have some sort of reaction to their environment. Ability to grow, right? Our building doesn't grow. Unless we make it grow, unless we decide to put an extension on it or something, but by taking in nourishment and processing it into energy. So you know, tree would, a tree would meet that. It takes in some sort of nourishment from the ground, the water, the sunlight, <coughs> processes that into energy and allows it, allows it to grow. Ability to reproduce with the offspring having some characteristics of the parent, so. Trees being able to reproduce, reproduce themselves. And the ability to evolve and change over time. So all of these are some sort of general things. You notice they don't talk about water. They don't talk about needing liquid water. They don't talk about needing oxygen. We're trying to make these very general ideas to explain you know, what, would, what would a living creature need to do to be considered a living creature. So, trying not to put anything very specific in there. Not to say that it has to be, it depends on liquid water, which means you have to be at a very specific temperature. right? Water is only liquid in a very narrow range. You get too close in in the solar system, no liquid water. Get too far out, no liquid water possible. So, these are just very general basic things that any kind of life form should be able to do. So. I mentioned cosmic evolution in the introduction there. We've done a bunch of these. We've talked about particulate evolution. That's essentially the Big Bang. How did we form particles in the early universe? How did the early atoms form? Galactic evolution, we formed galaxies. We talked about galaxies and galaxy clusters and how they formed. Stellar, how did stars form? How did stars evolve? We talked about that. We mentioned a little bit about planetary. How did planets form? when we did our little section on the planets. And that's what we've already talked about. We've talked about all of those. We have not talked about chemical evolution. So what happens chemically? What happens biologically? And then even more recently, what happens culturally? So development of spacecraft and science and arts and things like that that are developed later on. So that's all important because if we're going to be able to communicate with another civilization, the idea of life out there is pretty easy. We've got to know a lot more about this. You know, we can start with just the chemical and biological, but if we want to be able to communicate with this civilization, it's got to have a level of technology that is comparable to ours. We're not going to be able to communicate, you know, there could be a nice civilization around Alpha Centauri that's oh about 200 years behind us. So, you know, they're in the early 1800s. How are we going to communicate with them? They can't receive a radio signal. They can't send a radio signal. You know, unless we can get there and go talk to them. We have no way to communicate with them across space. So you actually need some need a civilization that's been able to develop you know, some sort of technological communications before you're able to talk to it. Doesn't mean it's not out there. You know, there could be planets out there that are, you know, dominated or as you know, dominated by dinosaurs, right? We can't communicate with them. We don't have, the, the technology is not there, so we also need that cultural evolution in order to really explain what we're what we're seeing. Let me see where I'm going here. Eh, let me just go ahead and stop. I'll give you time for the lab today. That gives us a good introduction there. I can pick up that and then I'll finish that up uh, t- finish that up tomorrow. So, any questions gets me through a little bit of the introduction there at least. No.